0: Welcome to Campfire Coders. I'm your host, Jesse Leet.
1: And I'm your other host, Austin Cameron.
0: Welcome. Hey.
1: All right. Uh, So.
0: So you just got back.
1: I just got back. Yep. From a trip across the country with a horse trailer from Montana to Kentucky and back. And it was a lot of driving. I experienced what real humidity and heat are like. Um, That was New and unpleasant for me.
0: (laughs) We have a bit of a heat wave going on here in Ontario. Is it pretty hot where you are now too?
1: No, it's like 75 and beautiful every day right now. Okay. It's been hot. It was hot like when we were gone, I think.
0: Dude, 75 is scorching for me. Celsius, dude. (laughs) True. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I... Yeah, no, it was it was wonderful. I gotta we gotta go at least drive a little bit and visit some states that I had never been to. My wife was competing in the uh, American Eventing Championships horse show, and um, unfortunately, you know, I'm very proud of what she did. Uh, she unfortunately got eliminated on day two of three because her horse decided that she didn't like the look of the ditch that they had to jump over on feature yeah. ten. So, so anyway,
0: but you said you were pretty excited. You said she was doing pretty good before that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like had she, had she not got eliminated there and then um, went clean the rest of the time, she would have gotten second out of like 50 competitors in her division, which is like, she was sitting in sixth going into day two. So um, I'm just, yeah, it was a lot of fun actually. Uh, We, we got to experience um, some stuff around the Lexington, Kentucky area too. And I never, I went to Kentucky for Lar- the only Laracon I've ever been to, but I didn't really make it out of the city. So it was yeah. cool to see uh, that area and yeah, had a lot of fun. Got back, glad to be back so we can record yeah, nice. again.
0: Nice to have you back. Glad, Glad to hear that you had a good time though. I don't know. It's the end of the summer, so we're all trying to make the most of it. It feels like it's passing us by, you know?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, and I mean it happens every summer, but I feel like I haven't done—I know, like hardly any fishing this year. And I'm like, oh, okay. but I, I tend to like fishing in the fall the best out of anything. So, yeah, I'm gonna hit it hard here in the next month well, or two.
0: Yeah, I haven't done a lot of fishing, but when we meet, we'll have to go fishing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be cool. That's gonna be me drinking beer and you doing all the fishing. I think.
0: Why can't I have beer?
1: Well, you can. Okay, all right, you can have beer. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll tie, I'll tie on all your flies and and point you where to cast because I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, Jack, uh,
0: my boss Jack has been doing a fair bit of fishing this year too, but obviously he's doing a lot of like ocean stuff too now. So
1: I've never done that, and uh, maybe we should just both go visit Jack because yeah, that sounds amazing.
0: That'd be uh, cool.
1: Um yeah so we we talked about a little about what we're gonna talk about in this episode and uh we talk, we talked about domain hoarding this is a topic this is a topic that I kind of put in our list our queue of topics here domain hoarding because why do you
0: use the why do you use the word hoarding?
1: well, at what point does it grow from a collection of a few things to you? Okay, there's two reasons that I would yeah, – there's two reasons I use the, the term hoarding for myself, really, and that is because if if you don't use them and you don't really need them but you keep them anyway, what does that make you? I mean, that this goes for anything beyond domains, right? Yeah. So, it seems, yeah. seems like you're a hoarder at that point. And if you have a lot of them, I don't know. So well, – yeah, go ahead.
0: I, maybe maybe you should go first because I think this is more your domain. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but I know you were waiting you've been waiting. I, can, I can
1: see the smile on your face. You've been waiting to use that pun. I uh,
0: I have been I've been saving that pun for a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I I so I asked Jesse for the listener out there a couple of weeks ago now. I asked him, Are you a domain hoarder? And he's like, No, not really. And I was like, oh, okay. I kind of thought you were going to say yes to that because I totally am. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, since then, Jesse, you've actually bought a domain. Yep. Are you at liberty to say what it is?
0: Um, It's for my keyboard stuff. I bought two of them because I couldn't decide on which one. Um, I thought we were going to start with you, but I guess... Um, See?
1: See what I did there?
0: <laughs> yeah, I turned it around. Um, I'm not a domain hoarder. I have five domains. I'm just looking at my list right now. That's all I have. Um, but of those five, I just bought two for one project because I can't decide. Um, and my other three, I've got my jessielite.com, which I never update that site ever. which needs to be updated. Um, and I've got two other ones um, that are hoarder hoarded domains that I just can't let go of, but I haven't used for like, close to 10 years now or more for the one so maybe I should get rid of them okay one do you want me to tell you about them or do we, do we bounce back and forth do we do you want to um talk about yours how many how many do you have
1: well so okay I <laughs> I was I'm not actually sure because I still have a name cheap account where I have a bunch too yeah yep. uh, which I don't know what, I'll have to figure out what the password is and log into that uh but Google domains which We'll see what the transfer is like when they get, since they got bought by Squareba- Squarespace. Um, there's even, I see, I just logged into Google Domains here and there's like a banner that says Squarespace, you know, is taking over. Uh, but it looks like the total in Google Domains is 31. So nice. that is nice. way more than I thought that I even had. And some of these are pretty funny. I mean, some of them are like duplicates, right? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I have campfirecoders.com.dev and then singular sure. campfirecoder.com and dot dev. That's four. So, um, but I have some other funny ones. Uh, and
0: I, do you I have those, do you have those wired up? I've never even checked. Like the other ones, as like names mm-hmm. or just or like
1: no forwarders or something. Nope. Jesse's calling me out in public, folks, for slacking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I didn't. I mean, even, yeah. I
0: didn't. Even, I didn't even know you had them. I wasn't calling you for slacking. I didn't know you had them.
1: <laughs> we should. Um, <laughs> we should. Yeah. Or rather, I should redirect all those. So I'm going to send you here uh the list. I, mean, I guess nice. we could screen share, but I'm just going to send you the list in Telegram and you can peruse it. Um nice. <laughs> some of this stuff is almost embarrassing, but we can talk about so, it all.
0: Yeah, we, we you don't care. We can out them all. You can we can mention what they're called.
1: Yeah, pick pick any random one and we'll
0: talk about it. Okay. Or should we go in order?
1: Uh that's up to you that's uh, that's up to you
0: okay no no we gotta we gotta skip to this one parka.dev
1: okay what do you think that one was <laughs> supposed to be um parka i don't P- know if it's P A R K A. dot dev
0: yeah well I know what a parka is is that how you spell parka like the thing you wear
1: yeah I believe so okay I hope so
0: i i squatting for nothing. I don't know if I don't know if it's not related or if it's related or not. But you also have Snowday.dev.
1: Related. Yes. Okay,
0: related. Cool. And actually, you even all, you also have Heatwave.dev.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think those are all bought. Who knows? Who knows? Really? Okay,
0: right on. So parka.dev.
1: What do you imagine and, that and that's, Snowday.dev? Yeah. Okay. T- let's take those two. What do you think I was going to build with those, or why I bought them? There may well, not be an answer, by the way.
0: Yeah, something with the weather, but then snow day makes me think like school or work where you get a day off, what are you going to build? I, I don't know, is it a, show, a showcase for what you're going to build on a snow day? Or Oh, 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 you're a snowboarder. It's related to snowboarding.
1: You know, you not, yeah, no? I think it was the middle of winter. <laughs> it was the middle of winter or coming up on winter or particularly wintry fall day when I bought both those. And I actually didn't have a specific plan for them. I, I always like just think of random names and then I'll be like, huh, maybe I'll go buy that. And like, sometimes I'll just go on a spree and it's not that I'm trying to become like a domain name squatter. It's like, it's this thing. Maybe this happens to you. Maybe it happens to the listener out there, but I'm like, I just get overzealous sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I'll have time and I'll build this other thing. And, with those two in particular, I was like, "Oh, it might be a cool like, like agency name, or you could like play on like, spe- specifically like Snow Day, like Snow Day Software had like a nice ring to it, you know? Yeah, I think that that okay. was, I think I bought them right as the .dot dev domains came out too. So I was just like thinking of random stuff. Yeah, I wish I had a more specific plan for those. Um, <laughs> You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's twelve bucks, and then like five years later, I'm like, well, it's been a little more than twelve bucks, and now I'm just yeah. sitting on them. I did eliminate a few last year. I don't even remember what they were now, but
0: there was like some
1: funny, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice,
0: yeah. Um, I I also see you have um, DAP Caps and DAP keys.com. Maybe those are related to mine. Yes. Yeah. I I, I can guess what those are about because you you. So Austin uh, sends me pictures sometimes. He, uh, I'm getting. If you've listened to our past episodes, I'm getting into building these keyboards. And actually, I, I think I picked your brain before I built my first one because I knew you had that iris, the Kibo iris. Um, but more than building keyboards, you've gotten into pouring resin artisan keycaps and and doing the little models, 3D printed or. Resin printed models and painting them and that sort of thing. It's really cool. I'm trying to figure out how to make the process better. And I don't know, he- he'll send me like, you know, picture like, oh, this one I was able to do this and get the bubbles out, or like these models have been really difficult because it's hard to fit them into a keycap. And it's pretty impressive stuff. It's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm assuming those are related <laughs> to the and <artist> caps.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those ones have mo- much more of a story. Uh, the, those two, well, so I, I had this idea of like making artisan keycaps kind of right after I learned about artisan keycaps when I built my first Iris and um, I have a local friend here. It's the one I told you about earlier. He's getting married this weekend. Uh, Congratulations in advance, Peter. And he's a longtime friend of mine, wonderful artist. And he, he does all sorts of art. Like he's really, really into painting, but um, we used to like paint little, you know, wargaming miniatures as a kid or as kids. And oh, nice. like when we were super young, right. Like I think his brother had them and then he's like, Oh, he'll, he'll, he'd give us like his off, you know, little warriors or whatever. And we were painting them and we used to do that. And
0: Pete, like Warhammer. Yeah. Style yeah, exactly. The, yeah.
1: Warhammer, yeah. like the original, not 40 K like original Warhammer. Yeah. So I don't, his brother had like the skink army, the little lizard men, and a, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, so we used to do that as kids for a while. And, and um, He lives. He ends up actually lives in the same town as me now. He and I learned about artisan keycaps, and then I saw what people sell them for, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." I was like, "Wait, fifty dollars a key?" And I'm like, "Crazy." And then turns out like I understand why they sell them for that now because they are not easy to make. Um, And I and I take like a shortcut, right? I like print out the sculpture. Some people are like sculpt it and then make a mold of that, and then they do like five resin pours and. You know, those ones are probably worth 70 bucks a key or whatever they're charging oh but.
0: I I was just gonna say it's not just 50 bucks a key like the Lord of the Rings ones that I was showing you because I got those drop.com Lord of the Rings key oh right these builds. yes the, so I, I'm just looking at them now they're like 65 bucks a key cap. so yeah like I'm gonna make you some
1: of those don't don't tell drop
0: a lot like there's a lot of people that uh out there not knocking them or anything but they're just not into fancy you know Artisan crazy mechanical keyboard stuff, and they'll easily spend sixty five US on a keyboard, or even cheaper. You know, go to Best Buy and get some cheap gaming keyboard, or or Amazon get some like Chinese brand or something like that because they don't they don't want to spend a lot on their keyboard. We're on my view is we're on a keyboard literally all day long. So yeah, spend some money, but it's it's crazy. Back to the artisan keycap thing, it's crazy how you can buy a whole set of keycaps for the same price as a single well-made artisan keycap.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. And right. so Yeah. So I all right. So I can I'll go back to explaining the domain here.
0: DAP. Oh actually, sorry. I'm gonna interrupt you one more thing. Yeah. Um and by the way, people don't generally fill their whole keyboard with these things. It's like you might have like one or two artisan keycaps on your top row or whatever. Right. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, you could do what you want. But. Some people are crazy, but yeah, if you want like a thousand dollars worth of keys on a hundred and twenty key keyboard, then, <laughs>
0: um,
1: then I mean, good for you. But I, you know, I would just build more keyboards at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, So I mean, artisan keycaps, little sculptures in them. They're fun. I. I had this idea, this is years ago now, that I was like, well, people are selling them for this. What does it take to make them? And then, um, so pretty early on into that, I told my friend Peter about it, the artist guy. And I was like, dude, this is like, we could almost make them and paint them like miniatures. And he still does miniature things, I think, like just for fun, Um, which in being an adult with years of art experience, he's like incredible at painting them now, so. Whereas I like didn't really do I haven't done that as an adult really since you know since since Pete and I were kids and so we we uh, anyway I told him about this and then he was like he was like oh man maybe that would be cool you know and we kind of like it kind of fizzled out and then fast forward another year or two he brought it back up he's like hey man what about those artisan keys and I was like I don't know maybe and then that's when I. Sp- started thinking like well we probably could we got to figure out the whole mold making process and like resin pouring thing but like what tell you what why don't i figure that out and then you and i can like do this thing together right right and so right when i was first learning mold making uh, a friend of a couple like this is like two years ago a friend of our a different friend of ours was visiting and staying at my place and his name's dave and dave has a lot of experience with like He's like an engineer guy, but he has a lot of experience with like resins and glues. And he used to be on this like crazy research project for like testing strengths of all these things and, and mold making. And so all these, so I'm like making these little silicone molds and Dave was kind of helping me cause it was really, it was like negative 30 Fahrenheit out. And so he was like, we we're just having fun and messing around doing this stuff for a couple of days. And so then I was like, well, it maybe one day i'll sell these and then uh i thought of what can i call them so dap keys or dap caps which like turns out there's like a the the company that makes all of the, the like bath and tile caulking is called dap dap yep. so maybe yep. there's something there yeah right they're everywhere i mean like go to a hardware store and just look but um Anyway, I don't know if dapcaps.com would interfere on their trademarks on clear. On <laughs> it's not public at this point anyway, or not there's nothing on well, you're, the site, but,
0: you're but not exactly competition to them.
1: True. True. Yeah. Uh, but the question is if they've trademarked something to like cap those tubes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. But it's one of those like I'll ask for forgiveness or change the name if they oh, come after you, me. You, but
0: you could make some artisan Dap Cap caps.
1: Yeah, there we go. The inception level, yeah. So and DAP stands for Dave Austin Pete. That's <laughs> that's oh, really? the idea. Um, yeah, not like Dave helped me at first, and Pete and I were going to do the thing, and like I haven't put anything on there, but uh, so that's those domains. Yep. Um, you never uh, did. You actually say the domains that you
0: bought? Uh, no. I I, I did just. You don't, don't have to. Com. No, let's do it. Okay, all right, I'll I'll mention one of mine. You can guess what you think it is. Um, actually, well, the, f- the first one on my list is really obvious. It's not a lot of recipes. Um, this okay. Was, I like the idea already. A, probably kind of a dumb idea, but my wife's family, uh, my wife did this thing for years where she made a family cookbook, right? She would send out a cookbook to like all basically take all the family's recipes. She'd ask all the, her sisters and her mom and her grandma and everybody for the family recipes. And then she would print out a big cookbook at Staples, business depot and just give it as a Christmas gift. Yeah. And then of Which course such I'm like, well, a good idea. But she's always managing this thing in a Word document and it's just a big pain, right? So I'm like, well what if I make you a little Laravel app where you just crud, you just throw in the recipes and then it can print out a PDF or whatever. The, the reason why this was a dumb idea is because dealing with PDFs suck. Just <laughs> there's all these PDF libraries out there, but it's like that that the project the project was fun until that point. So there's that. And then there's uh you can guess this one. So dustworth.com. What do you think that one is?
1: Dustworth.com. Yeah. Is it a play on like the Duckworth stuff? Isn't that like a clothing company? What dustworth.
0: I don't think you'll get this one but no. I can't remember if I mentioned any of this to you anyway.
1: No. Uh... So so what it is is there's <laughs> okay, yeah, this, yeah, I okay. don't even have any guesses. Not very, this is not kind very of
0: useful it, here. My embarrassing gaming past when I got obsessed with a game at one point. Mm. Uh, Maybe I think it was around the time I had, I see now just just before we had our first kid. uh, I got obsessed with this game called uh, uh, dust force. And it's sort of like, if any of you've played super meat boy, wait, uh,
1: wait, pause. I'm sorry. I totally thought this was going to be a counter strike dust Two thing. That's like the popular map. I'm not a counter strike player. A couple of my friends are super into it. Like, it's just not my that's thing. A good, but Dust 2 is like I, the map that everyone still map. plays for 20 years straight. Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs>
0: side, side, sidebar story on that one. Uh, so I, I was never a huge into Counter-Strike either, but I have such good memories in our computer science class in grade 11 and 12. Uh, it was a, We had a double period back to back. Yeah, So it was like a long three hours. So obviously you don't have three hours worth of class material even for a double, double period. So our, our teacher would say, we're in a computer lab. It's computer science. And he said, "If you guys finish all your work ahead of time and you're good, uh, well behaved, then you guys can all go play Counter Strike on the computers for the next amazing, like, know, awesome. <laughs> amazing." And he and he would walk. He would shut the door. Uh, our door had like a very thin window on it, but it was like a frosted window, so you couldn't really see super clearly through it. And he would shut the door, and he would walk uh, up and down the aisle and watch us play. And you could just tell he was interested. Uh, and every once in a while, I think he even posted. Uh, a watch because he didn't want to get in trouble by the principal for having us. I was going to say letting children play like
1: a, a shooter game <laughs> yeah. would be so, yeah, yeah like that's just, so that good. would certainly I mean, not happen nowadays, but also good job, Mr. Story, McGillicuddy <laughs> or yeah. whatever his name is. Like, that's, yeah. that's just cool that he lets well, you it, guys it, do it, that. It, it's a different era. Not really, it was a different era.
0: Yeah, it was a different era, um, but the story gets better because we're getting close to the end of the year. And then he starts asking us, can I try? Can I try? So we've got, we're playing it's, it's it's during, during school hours and we're playing Counter-Strike with our teacher, like 15 of us lay on party style. So anyway, big sidebar. So dust force is a precision platformer, which is sort of like super meat boy. If you've ever played or seen that story, it's like, you know, this 2d Mario game, but more death, uh more, Pixel perfect precision. You kind of gotta be. There's a lot like it's a really fast loop, though. If when you die, they respawn you really quick. So you can just like die over and over and over again. Right. Okay. To get, get down the mechanics and stuff. And it's really mechanical, whereas like Mario games are really floaty. Like you jump, and especially with some of the characters like Luigi, just like kind of float around the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, Meat Boy is super fast and that sort of thing. I never really got super into Meat Boy, but this Dust Force game was always sort of a little bit, uh, more of an underdog, like anybody into that genre knew about Super Meat Boy uh, on Steam right. or Xbox and all that stuff, but nobody really knew about Dust Force, and Dust Force was mechanically more interesting. It was like a parkour game where you could do like wall runs and ceiling runs and air jumps and all this stuff, but you're a janitor, so you're like essentially <laughs> That's like
1: amazing. A, That's like where a, the name a, comes in. Okay, a, yeah.
0: You're like a ninja janitor and you're cleaning up like with dust. Like there's like the forest world. You'd be cleaning up leaves in the, there's like this (laughs) laboratory world where you'd be cleaning up like green slime, stuff like that. So the game had leaderboards. And after I put 500 hours embarrassingly into this game and started messing around on the leaderboards, trying to get better times and stuff, I messaged the, it's an indie game. So the team was like four guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Terence, the one guy, um, I messaged him and just said, "Hey, I'm interested in starting this." They had great in, in-game leaderboards, and I'm like, "I want to make a website that just, you know, if, if is there API access or something I can get so that people can essentially share their times in Discord." And at the time, it was IRC. Uh, and uh, he's like, yes, yeah, he's like, we don't have an API, but I'll I'll make you one up." They're just an indie team, and he's wanting to support the community, so he makes me this little REST API. So that's that's dustworth.com. Oh, okay, it's, cool. It's dead. Like I I someone else in the community is doing something similar on a different domain. And I've had this domain for I haven't used it for over 10 years, I don't think. So but I have a hard time getting rid of it just because I'm I'm like, what if I ever wanted to play again? I'm never gonna play again. I'm I think I'm done with that. So
1: <laughs> you you reminded me of this game that I used to play a long time ago that was Kind of, it was a precision platformer. I would say it was. I just called it the Ninja Game. They call it like yeah. N or N Plus now, or something. Oh yes, yep. have you played okay. that
0: one? I have. I didn't really get into it either, but
1: I played that yeah. so much. Like it, it used to be a just a flash game when I first started playing it. Like it was. Yeah. yeah. I played. I played a lot of that.
0: <laughs> you're like in that one. You're like, am, am I right? You're like a stick man, basically. Yep. Right? You're
1: like a stick man yeah. ninja, but you can like do all this wall sliding and like jumping. Yeah. And it's all momentum and physics based. And that was like, there wasn't a lot of like really good action script built flash like physics games. And this one was like, yeah, yeah, it's like simple mechanics, but also really deep. I see dustworth.com. is not loading for me. No, it's dead. (laughs) 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 It's just spinning. It's just spinning. I'm mining bitcoins off of my computer or something.
0: Yeah. But the the community and even the developers of that game were really impressed because I'm not a big designer. uh, So I can't design anything too fancy. But what I had done is I screenshotted. I screenshotted all of the assets in the game, uh, all the little like heads of the characters, all of the like their leaderboard layout. The way they had the UX in the game for the leaderboards was like very like kind of cartoony looking. And I screenshotted all. I I photoshopped them all into like transparent. PNGs and I made the website to look like you were looking at the leaderboard in the game. I wanted it to oh, look cool. like, perfect, like as if you had the game open in your browser. And uh, yeah, they were pretty impressed. They were just like, "Jeepers, you did a really good job on this." I'm like, "I'm not. I, if if you asked me to design something nice, sorry, but I was like copying your design, just using your assets, right?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, the the only thing I had to do is I had to ask him for the font. I'm like, "What font are you using in game?" Because I want I, I need that same font, right? So yeah, that was fun. Man. Yeah. Uh and then uh yeah, why don't we talk about another one of your domains? Um looking at this list, I see you have some Figma domains. You've got a F- uh Figma kit, Figma kits, Figma. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. Hero. Yeah. Yeah, Figma Hero. I was wondering if you're going to call that one out. Um I love Figma. Like I just like using using it. Um this probably comes from my background of doing some Flash stuff. But, you know, I use Sketch too. Um, And I know some folks are like still using Sketch and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was fascinated when Figma like kind of first, when I first became aware of it, it's been years now. I mean, this domain, I don't know when I registered it. We can probably look. When was it registered? I don't know. I don't know how to figure out how, but point is it was, I mean, I've had this domain for four, maybe five years now. It's been a long time. And Figma, like I got really into Figma and for quite a while there, I was like, well, maybe I'll make like a Figma course. And then I just never really, you know, it's like, it's like one of these overzealous ideas that, which this tends to happen to me sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm going to dedicate a bunch of time to this, but, it's not that I don't like, like I actually love making Figma content. Not that I've made a ton yeah. of it, but like any little bit that I have. And I started writing like an ebook thing about this. Um, but yeah, I was going to do like Figma, like a layer casts thing, but for Figma directed at developers.
0: Maybe yeah, I still cool. should do that. I. You know what I'm <laughs> going to say? I'm going to say, of course you should. <laughs> uh I we were talking about videos the other episode and uh, like I would just say just start small. That's exactly I'm I'm relaying the same advice you gave to me and stuff too. But it's just you know if you get if you start with a really big ambitious idea and then you don't do it and then you kill yourself over it. Whereas if you start small and throw up a little tweet video, that's like you know uh, like those ones you and I did where we spent a few hours at most on them, right and you just get them out there and that's your step one. And then what's your step two? And you like add a goal, add a goal, you know? And then you, in the back of your mind, you might still be thinking, oh, it'd be cool to do a figment course, but yeah. uh, just jumping ahead first into the big ambitious thing.
1: Yeah, well, I, I thought even cool. just like, yeah, like a, a site, yeah, too. And, and obviously that is <laughs> the opposite of what you just said of starting small, but I mean, that's, that is... N- knowing what I know now, that is where I would start is yeah. I not the site that is, I would do, I would take the advice that I gave to you that you're now giving to me. And that is <laughs> start, start small and just produce little bits of content. And it, yeah, not that I would care, Hey, is this going to resonate or whatever? I would just do it because I want to do it and enjoy doing it. And um, yeah, so I, I don't yeah. know. I just love working in the Figma software. I do like, I've ever showed you, I don't know, I'm I i I'm not very like great about sharing this stuff, which is something that it's kind of was my, maybe it's bad to say this out loud, but it was kind of my New Year's resolution this year to like be better about publishing stuff. Um, here we are publishing a podcast though. This is part of it. and Absolutely. But I've, I've made like a bunch of illustrations, which are like, now, you know, the AI art, whatever, I still think there's a kind of a handcrafted aspect to it where literally I, I've clicked every vector shape in these things and they take me a long time to do. Like my, my website's one thing, but that was like me first getting started. But I made a bunch of other ones that like, like Mac OS icons and all sorts of stuff where like, you know, there's like 200 vectors in this little illustration. <laughs> it's like this tiny pen or whatever it is that took me forever to do, hours to do. Yeah. but. I think you see things that people build with Figma, like and I'm not even very good. Have you ever seen the Buzz Lightyear thing that the guy made? No, I haven't. Oh, heard. man. I'll send you a link to it. We'll put that in the show notes. The This guy yeah. made, like, when they came out with the new, like, the Lightyear movie, the, the most recent one, some yeah. guy made, like, an illustration of Buzz Lightyear all in Figma, and it's, like, incredible. I mean, there's all sorts of... People do, like, almost photorealistic stuff sometimes, and I'm like... Well, I know I've spent dozens of hours clicking vectors, but this guy's got hundreds, you know. (laughs) It's like or thousands. I mean, who knows? I don't know how long it takes people to do that, but it's I like I like the idea of it of doing it for illustrations. And I get the illustrator and those tools out there are more powerful, but also like I don't know, Figma's just fun. So the yeah, I have a lot of I was like, oh, I'll make Figma design kits, and I kind of did make one. We talked about that a little bit, like
0: yeah you sh- you showed that one to me, yeah,
1: yeah, and what I realized was like making the design kits, maybe I'm not the right guy for that, and like I said, I feel like it was a failure, even though I learned a lot it's it's okay, um I'm not discouraged by it. it's just I realize like if I want to make figma stuff, I will likely just make figma content like sometimes on stream i'll every once I've done a couple streams where I'll just do figma stuff,
0: yeah. I thought it was pretty nice what you showed me. But I mean, the thing is, is uh, yeah, if, if you look back and you say, I don't know if I was the right person for that, you know, like how, I I mentioned this on our zeroeth episode when we <laughs> talked about how now I'm working for Statomic and uh, CMS and how many of us have tried to create our own CMS or control <laughs> panel or right. something. I th- a lot of us, right? Embarrassingly. So, you but you look back and you say, well, I regret not using a good piece of software and trying to do the over ambitious thing. Uh, but you look back and you also say, but I learned so much.
1: Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Okay. So. And so on that note, I think for me, I've done a lot of like reflection, especially over the past like year, I would say, but um, just on like how I can do better. And uh, this is something that, yeah, I I want to talk about this on perhaps another episode, but the idea of, well, it's related to open source, like the idea of being a good open source steward. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast yet, but there's, that's a whole topic in in and of itself. But for me, I think what I keep coming back to and realizing is like consistency and persistence are there for one difficult, at least for me whether it's shiny object syndrome or what they're they're, those are the two things that I need to just do the work that I just need to do is consistency and persistence in all of this and being public about it. And if I do that work consistently and persistently, then that's like where uh, I think I can build something great and and anyone could. Right. But that is personally the, like, starting's not a problem for me. Um, (laughs) like in figuring out the work I enjoy isn't necessarily the problem, but consistently and persistently doing that work is <laughs> whether instead of starting more things is, has right. been a problem for me uh, historically. Yeah.
0: To quote a great man named Austin Cameron, just putting in the reps. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Call me great. Now you're being too nice. Um, okay. So, you
0: so a quote against you.
1: Yeah. Right so there's a while we're on the topic of domains I want to throw out an idea that I've had uh, for you oh I have a bunch of other funny beer related domains as well Ooh. Uh, we'll have to bring those up maybe we'll just I I had this okay well I'm, I'm going to share two ideas here and I'm sorry if the episode runs past our we always try to make them 30 minutes folks we're really trying but it's just not how it happens Um. So anyhow, two ideas. I sometimes look at this list of domains and like the first two you mentioned, parka.dev and snowday.dev. I have all these like a handful of these like sitting around. Like I have another one, (laughs) bigdog.dev. That's like I was looking at my dogs. It was like, that's funny. There there was no specific idea for that one. I just thought it was funny and it was available and it was 12 bucks. And I said, sure. Um, But they... Something I've thought of, I'm like, okay, I could cancel these, or, and it's not that I'm like, oh, money grab, it's more so that I think that this would be fun to do. I think it would be funny to make, like, either mock logos or, like, mock branding for all of these, and then put them up on each domain, and then have, like, a buy now button, and you can just buy it off of me, the domain, branding, the whole package, like, way to to go, right? Like,
0: (laughs) That, yeah, that's it. That's an interesting idea. So not only are you selling the logo, but you're selling uh the domain with it.
1: Yeah, yeah like okay. Rights too. Yeah. Instead of being instead of like right because let's be honest here, folks, and even though I'm clearly adding with 31 domains, I don't know if I qualify as a squatter, but probably compared to you I do if you've got five.
0: <laughs> well, you said you said you have some in uh Oh,
1: yeah, probably a dozen in the other account. So call it 50. Yeah. or whatever, close to 50, I would guess. And so I, but it feels scummy to not do anything with them because when you're trying to register something or you think you have the perfect name and then you find out it's registered and it's just parked or there's nothing there and you're like, ah, it doesn't feel good, right? It feels so crap and you're like, damn domain squatters. And so I don't wanna be that guy even though yeah. I clearly just said that I am, which is embarrassing, but there, so I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I'll, t- maybe this is my way of like fighting back a little bit. It's like, oh, yes, I'm yeah. squatting on this, but it would, do, it would also be fun content, right? Now we'll bring it back to Figma. I'll do it all in Figma and I'm, I struggle with logos. Logos are hard. I'm not that like, I make brilliant logos guy. I think I make really crappy logos. Right. And and that's just like me being hard on myself maybe a little bit but it's logo design's hard to get to really nail it on logos I I struggle with it. I would rather do an illustration of something like a a more yeah like painting for example or whatever it is.
0: Did you did you do the illustration on the back of your site the dark mode light mode thing? Yes. Yep. Okay, very cool. I
1: nice. actually nice. recorded it all and made a time lapse out of it as well. Ooh. And okay, there's a post like way back on the site or I can, we can link the YouTube video in the show notes. It's on YouTube. Oh, that's a good, idea. good um, idea. And yeah, like I would like to do more of those. I just need to do them. You know, I should just do it on stream. Why not be public well, about it?
0: The only thing I'm noticing about your domains, which I'm a little bit disappointed in is uh, the lack of puns. I'm, I'm just realizing now, I, I've never really thought about this with my domains, but out of the five that I have registered... Four out of the five are puns. And, <laughs> well, and uh, you, yeah, I don't, Do so, okay. So do you so use a lot of puns
1: that, in like your personal life? Maybe. <laughs>
0: okay. we don't not to
1: get into so, it, I was just wondering.
0: So yeah, yeah So I'm not a, the first one I mentioned, the recipe site, not a lot of recipes. Um the uh the Nada is my wife's uh maiden name. Oh, okay. It's spe- spelled differently than you'd think. And so that's the pun there. The dustworth.com is he's a... So in Dustforce, Dustworth was a character. You could pick one of four characters and he's this old guy with a vacuum instead of a broom. I love it. And But for me, it was a pun because it's a leaderboard website that I had mentioned. So it's the subtitle of the site. It, there was a changing subtitle. There was like five different subtitles, but it was like dustworth.com
1: funny you know, i
0: love it because it's because it's leaderboards you're like looking at like how what you're placing on the leaderboard um and then the new the two new ones that i just bought uh that i haven't mentioned yet are for the keyboard thing that i'm getting obsessed with and so that one is uh and you already know about these ones but leet keyboards.com but leet spelt like so f- for those that don't know my last name is leet l-e-i-t-e and that Funnily it randomly translates to milk in Portuguese. So my dad's side of the family is Portuguese. And so oh, okay. That's I, where <laughs> I wondered <yeah. laughs> what, what the origin was there. Yeah. So uh, but you know how there's the the lead gamer speak, you know, one three three seven, you know, yeah, or type thing. So um elite keyboards being one three three seven keyboards. It sounds cocky, but it's just a pun on my last name. So
1: you might be a branding yeah. expert, actually. A punny branding expert. I I don't know what. So that. you're, well, I just mean, like, it, that's kind of a brilliant name for your keyboard thing. So you're going to have a keyboard store where you custom build keyboards yes. for people. Yeah. Is that the plan or what?
0: Yeah. Uh, we can, I think we can save that most of it for the next episode, but just a little yeah. teaser is that. Um, so we, we mentioned this on a previous episode. I'm building these uh, keyboards. And instead of just building one, of course, I've bought enough parts to build. 5 of 1 build the <laughs> Judy build. And then my brother-in-law asks for a Lily, so of course I buy another uh enough parts to build another 5 Lily keyboards. So I've got 10 builds in the works right now and uh over half of those are spoken for. You're getting some too. You already know about that.
1: I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I, so I made a promise on Twitter publicly that I will be building them on stream. So Yes, nice. Um yes. I will be doing that. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to try to put a webcam in the garage and just do it from there.
0: Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Make sure you let me know when you're streaming. Yeah, I will. So uh, I I don't really know if this is ever going to be a moneymaker. It's more just that I love soldering and I love tinkering with this kind of stuff. And I would love to do more, but I don't want, like we spoke about before, I don't need 30 keyboards for myself. So how cool (laughs) will it be just to charge a bit of a premium and either sell kits like ship out kits or ship out pre-soldered kits essentially where for people that are scared of the soldering, they can just sort of buy almost everything ready to go. You know, then they just don't, they should pretty much only have to get switches and keycaps from there, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good idea. And like, I love that you're not like, Oh, this is going to be, my thing, and I'm going to make a ton of money from it because that's just a way to stress and burn out, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it's that's how I feel about these domains happens, and yeah. doing side. But so, so you're fired up about a side project, is what you, yeah, you that's, said. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah.
0: So, but back to the domains thing. Um, yeah, I just I don't register a lot of them. I I sometimes I don't know. I I I think that's pretty cool. You get an idea in your head and you you register a domain. I've never really done that though. Probably partly just because I'm afraid of uh, the feeling of disappointment when I don't do anything. Because I, for a while there, I was just burnt out on side projects, so I just had no drive outside of work. So, but yeah, back into it. Do you want to talk to about any more of your domains? Um, I see. I see one interesting here. I'm curious about.
1: Oh, hang on, my my monitor keeps just turning off. Never buy a ViewSonic um, this stream sponsored by view, Sonic, uh, so, or podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Which one, which one? So uh, I was trying to log so into hap- Namecheap.
0: cheap, happy little codes, happy little. So,
1: codes. okay. This one is near and dear to my heart because I am a massive Bob Ross fan. I grew up watching Bob Ross. My dad was a painter. I grew up watching Bob Ross tapes with him. Nice. Um, VHS for you youngins out there, VHS tapes.
0: So you would actually watch with your dad?
1: I'd watch with my dad. I used to paint a little bit as a kid with him. We'd paint along sometimes. I mean, he, I watched, like I burnt through those tapes. We had probably like, I don't know, we had probably five or six seasons of them and I watched them all several times. Like I've, and I'll still stream Bob Ross. Like I I love Bob Ross. And uh, so happy little codes, happy little dot codes. I, this is another, oh, you know, this is like my project graveyard, but also like maybe I should just do any one of these things. (laughs) Um, That was intended to be the website and name of my, like a newsletter. I don't know about the frequency, but the idea was that um, it would just be kind of like, I don't know like I thought it I love like I'm not I I have a lot of imposter syndrome when it comes to like design stuff because I don't do it full time because I write a lot of code and I don't know I'm just but I think it's just a matter of style like, everyone's kind of got their own style and but I appreciate design I really love the details um you know of of design and I think I wanted to make a newsletter that would Like, say, take a design element, whether it's, like, a button or a a popular website or page, and then break it down and specifically, like, dig in also on the technical side. So, like, not make, like, a long newsletter, but, for example, like, a button um, with a cool transition effect maybe or something like that. Like, I don't have any specific examples at the the moment in mind because this is – yeah. But take, like, a design element. Break down the details of, like, why the design is kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, the way that they did this part of the shadow or, like, you might not notice that there's two strokes on this or whatever Whatever it is. There's always little little tiny details that, like, designers geek out over and that coders, like, gloss over when they're given a design. You know, I mean, it's it happens. Yeah. I do it too. Um, and and sometimes, and a lot of times, I don't sweat those details until I go back to something or I just don't know. <laughs> but, but they're... There's, I wanted to like call out some of those details and then also, you know, at times call out like, oh, here's how you could do this in Tailwind or other, you know, it would probably be a lot of Tailwind for me, but like whether it's an animation or a certain design element, so that, yeah, I was going to build a newsletter doing that. I've been actually thinking a a lot about resurrecting that idea.
0: Yeah, that's that's a cool idea because those could be like little snippets or short posts or short emails.
1: Yes, yeah, the idea, you know, it's not like it'd be a weekly thing, maybe even a monthly thing or something like I just I I think as developers it it's hard to notice those details. Even as like a more artistic minded person, it's hard to notice those tiny little details in designs until someone shows them to you for the first time. Right. And like refactoring UI And Steve Schoger's old videos were really great about this, like where he would break down a a design and then read kind of do it. I forget what those were called, but those are great examples of that. And like they showed me some details that I didn't even consider. But there's, you know, whether it's like this subtle little shadow or gradient and and not always digging into that. Maybe it's just like, hey, I found these cool things. It's like. I don't know. I, I don't have a. It's like one of those things where it's like, well, I feel like I should go down this path, but I don't have a perfect view of like what it's going to look like when I arrive at the destination of having this newsletter. (laughs) Yeah, I think even just curating cool design elements or code pens or whatever, and kind of, you don't have to break it down like step by step, but just like, oh, call out some interesting things about each one or whatever.
0: Yeah. Like here's a neat pattern or, Design concept. Here's maybe a little code pen or a tailwind snippet that you could use to help you like uh, replicate something similar.
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think I think I would enjoy doing that. It's something that I would read personally. Yeah. I would subscribe to, but I don't know. Oh, and maybe maybe it exists, but that's that's what Happy Little Codes is gonna be. And I was gonna do like a fun kind of Bob Ross cloud, serious clouds and mountains, like illustration website. You know, it wouldn't be, it would just be like a figma illustration, I'm sure. But I think it'd be fun. And you could like even animate the clouds a little bit in the background. And yeah, now I'm really geeking out on like stuff that doesn't matter. And You can have an
0: an overlay of yourself. I'm making motions here An overlay of yourself with a paintbrush and your, your nice hair, uh, the Bob Ross thing in front of the easel.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Over top of it.
1: Uh, I do have an easel as well. There you go. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's it. That's domain hoarding, folks. Um,
0: yeah, this is a, g- a good episode.
1: I have a problem. Uh, they're all for sale for the right price. No, I'm just... <laughs> I think that was...
0: Yeah, no, this is, this is this is fun. This is fun. I'm actually curious. We'll turn it back on the listeners again. I'm just curious. How many domains do you have?
1: I would love to know. Yeah, I would love to know. who's. I, there's got to be someone out there who's hoarding. M- make me feel better about myself. Does someone have 100? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah
0: i know i know a few people you're not alone so yeah okay Well, hope you guys all have a great week thank you for listening
1: all right thanks everybody bye see ya